This is Uninvited Company, the podcast where we tell you ghost stories, urban legends, and all the spooky shit. shit. Rachel's going to kick us off with another ghost story this week. I don't know what she's talking about, as per usual, so it's going to be fresh, just like all of our listeners this week. Yes, so I am going to start off by saying that some haunted locations... A large amount of haunted locations, actually, uh, they appear to have, like, the un- uh, the uninvited company, I'm putting this in air quotes, the uninvited company, if you will, appear to have no connection at all to the history of said location or the history, like, that we know of. Uh, it's pretty fascinating researching or experiencing places where it seems like nothing dark or murderous or, what's the word? Tra- I want to say- Tragic, yeah. Tragic. Or wanna- Traumatic. Traumatic. Uh, yeah, when nothing like that has happened, because it leaves you wondering, why are there ghosts attached to this place? What happened to keep them like in this particular location? So, like, those kind mm. of stories always fascinate me when you can't pinpoint it to something. Uh, today's story is nothing like that at all. It is very clear. <laughs> it is, I think, in my in my opinion, it's um, in many people's opinions, it's very clear why this is a, an extremely popular haunted location. Um, It's a very popular location for paranormal investigators, uh, just for skeptics and um, ghost fanatics alike to want to go take a tour and even stay at this location. So... Give it to me. Yeah. um, Yeah, I'll just start it off. I'm just going to tell you right now, this is still, this is currently a 110-year-old unsolved crime. So there, there is no... Happy no ending, no closure. Oof. It's just a big bummer all around. So, man, yeah, we are talking Don't today about the Velisca Axe Murder House. Any murders with an axe? That just seems so. How they talk about like weapons? They usually say like tasers are one of the most. Where am I going with this? I'm not sure. <laughs> tasers, you have to wait till you're like close enough to the person mm-hmm. so it's more of an intimate weapon. Mm-hmm. Same with like the way you murder people, like strangling is one of the most intimate ways. Well, I mean, to murder stabbing, someone. you have to And be... then axe murders and stabbing, you have to be so close to the mm-hmm. person. That's you have just... to it's either Oof. it's usually either super personal or it's just somebody who just does not give a shit and is just a really horrible human being. So yeah. That's what we're dealing with here. The Velisca Axe Murder House. I'm sure a lot of you, if you're into the paranormal or even true crime, I'm almost positive you've heard of this house. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Okay. Well. I'm excited. Get ready, sis. I'm ready. All right. We're going to start with just what went down in this house. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail. I'm kind of just going to tell you what happened what investigators, you know, stumbled upon, what the scene looked like and everything. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because there are, trigger warning, there are children involved in this, which is absolutely horrific, Um, but it's crucial to the story. So I'm just going to kind of touch on it, but I'm not, there there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot more detail if you want to, there's tons of books about this case. I mean, so many people are fascinated about this because it's it's over a century. It's been over a century and it's still unsolved. There's tons of theories out there. I'm going to bring up a couple of suspects and whatnot. So it's the small town of Villisca, Iowa. And I'm talking small. Like today, the population is just at around a thousand. 
So okay. back in the day, so the Teeny year tiny. the year is nineteen twelve. So not not that's I, when the Titanic sank. Right? Is it really? Yeah, April fourteenth, nineteen twelve. I'm not sure. I'm not. I was one of those kids that was obsessed with the Titanic and mummies. Well, then I would hope you're right. So because I'm, I'm pretty not sure. Fact yeah, check was, you. I think it was nineteen twelve. Somebody out there will fact check you. Mm-hmm. So Joe Josiah, or otherwise known as Joe, so I'm going to call him Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe and Sarah Moore lived in the house on the corner, so just a quaint little house on the corner, with their four children. Herman, Catherine, <laughs> Boyle. Herman, are you really laughing at the name Herman? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it sounds like a, an older person That's name. what I would name my turtle if I had a pet turtle. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's like a cute, like, old person name. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like an older person. Yeah. Like Herman's the the person that you meet at like the coffee shop that you have coffee with and you just want to hear his life stories. Yeah. Good old Herm. Mm-hmm. Herm? Herm. Herm. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Herm the worm. Back to, back to the children because this is not funny. Um, so there are four children, Herman, Catherine, Boyd, and Paul. Uh, the, Hi, I'm Paul. The young... <laughs> So this family of six just lived in this quiet, quiet little town, pretty small house. I mean, it's the early 1900s. Things aren't, you know. Crazy. Yeah. Um, So it's a cute cute little house. I mean, if you want to say that. It is the morning of June 10th, 1912. Fun fact, June 10th is Pam and Jim's wedding anniversary. Aw. Yes. I'll never forget that. Cute. Uh, So this is not cute, but... So the morning of June 10th, and I'm talking early morning, um, a concerned neighbor of Joe and Sarah's called Joe's brother to check on things at the house because there wasn't really any sign of them starting their chores. She was outside, the, the neighbor, Mary, I believe her name was Mary. She was outside and she had started her chores around 7.30 that morning. She was starting to hang her laundry and everything, and she started noticing that the animals, that the Moore's animals, um, hadn't been let out or hadn't been checked on or something like that. So she was like, this is not normal. It's a family of six. Somebody's going to be up at the crack of dawn starting to work on, mm-hmm. you know, work on the home, doing something. So she calls Joe's brother, and is she's like, hey, yo, like, I'm concerned nobody's answering the door, nobody's out and about, like, can you come over here and check on things? So he goes over to the house. He, I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure he tried, he had a key. I think he had an, like a key to their house. And so he ends up going inside and kind of walks around. There's, it's a two-story house. Um, I, I can show you pictures afterwards. And if you want to, um, if y'all want to actually see the house, there's tons of videos out there that you can kind of like see a tour. You can go do a tour for yourself, all that. Um, but there's tons of Google pictures if you want to kind of get an the, idea of the this, layout. Visca? The, Villisca. Villisca. Yeah. Okay. Villisca, Iowa. So the whole downstairs, the, all of the bedrooms are upstairs. Downstairs. So he goes downstairs or he's he walks in and he's starting to kind of explore the living area, the entryway. And he ends up finding two figures... Um, who we later find out were actually two of the children's friends that had stayed the night. <gasps> no. They were alive? No. So this... Two- oh. Ew. No. I picture two figures, like, standing. No. He finds two figures covered with a bed sheet. And oh. it's, it's, he could see blood. 
like on the bed sheet. The marshal um, was immediately called. He gets to the house. He goes, the marshal himself goes in to investigate. So when Joe's brother saw the two figures and saw the blood, he immediately left. And that's when the marshal was called. So he didn't go upstairs to start investigating or anything like that. The marshal was the first one to kind of check things dig out. dig deeper and see what, yeah. um, what else is happening. Yep. Because it just didn't seem, didn't uh, seem great, y'all. So the marshal gets to the house. He goes into he, he goes into investigate and comes out saying there is quote somebody murdered in every bed unquote end quote I said unquote end quote in, yeah end quote <laughs> unquote uh, somebody murdered in every bed so oh if you remember they it's, their bases I it's guess. uh so remember it's Joe Sarah their four four children and then two of the children's friends so there's Eight total. Oh my gosh. Six of them are children. All under... Mm. The youngest was five. The oldest was 12. Oh, that makes me sick to my stomach. It's absolutely horrific. So that's that's what the, the marshal finds. And it becomes... It becomes a huge kind of spectacle. People wanting to see it. And like the crime scene was not well... Uh, investigated or not well documented really because mm-hmm. there were so many people in and out. Well, 1912, that's, that's... That doesn't even seem like it was that long ago though. Yeah, but they also, they probably weren't super thorough no, with definitely a lot of not. stuff like well, they are now. And like this kind of thing is just hor- like beyond horrific. So people are interested in it. They want to see it. I mean, it's eight people. It's a mass murder, mm-hmm. basically. Well, it reminds me of there was a there was an episode of Morbid that I listened to that they were the house turned into like a um, tourist attraction. I think it was. And the they cake. covered this house. I think it was this. Oh, house. it's the same one. Uh, yeah, I know they covered this because I remember listening to it a while back. Yeah, the one with the cake. The cake was still made. The cake. No. No. Oh, no, no, no. This isn't the same house okay. then. No, nope. Because no cake. The, the dad was the one that did it. Oh. So. Oh, no. This is complete. This is unsolved. I know. So. That's why I'm saying it's not the same house. Yeah, no. Cake. I have no idea what episode you're talking about. Yeah, but this this did become a tourist attraction. People were super interested in it. So this is what the marshal finds. Each, so Sarah, Joe, their four kids, and each of the kids' friends were all found horrifically murdered in each of their beds. Uh, so it's believed that some of them were murdered in their sleep. I mean... You can't really tell. Autopsies no, back then were probably not that... Not No, definitely not, not as detailed as, as today. Um, accurate. Accurate. Each, each of them were found with about 20 to 30 blows to the skull. All to the skull. Oh my god. With, I mean, spoiler alert, with an axe. The killer covered each of their bodies up with sheets... After he killed them, which almost seems like remorse, right? That's what you think of when you, yeah, I like, mean, tuck them in. Yeah, we've all watched like CSI and, and stuff and all the solved mysteries, and you hear or they faces just, being covered, being remorseful, and they feel guilty. Something so they, they don't want to look at them anymore. Yeah, but then I mean, how can you strike children that many times? I mean, all in the face, like all in the skull. They were pretty much unrecognizable. With yeah, I was how... about to say, did they, they weren't able to tell who was who, except uh, for, like, yeah. body type, I guess, I, I, yeah, to I, tell I, adults I would assume from the so. children. And what's even more horrid is that he used the dull end of the axe. <gasps> what? Um, it's 
Again, I'm not Why? trying to get into I'm not trying to get into super detail because it's just it's just really sucky. Why? That doesn't make any sense. I did see I I saw one was person. Was he just dumb? No, so I saw one person that was going out, kind of talking about the case. I can't remember uh, which interview or which video it was, um, but he said he thought that that uh, the killer used the blunt end of the axe so that the sharp end, when it gets stuck in. Like flesh, <sighs> flesh or bone or something like ew, that. So ew, it, ew, 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 ew. that's so gross. It's not great, y'all. But, so, and that's also so premeditated mm, too. Seems like it. So ew. Moving forward, moving away from the details, just just for Thank those you. details for a second. Okay. Um, you so, painted the picture. Yeah, the horrible picture. But Ooh. I have to. I have to set it up and let you know. Yeah, that's gruesome. What went down in this house? So each of the bodies are covered. With the bloodstained sheets. So they were, they did determine that each of the bodies were covered after he killed them. He didn't cover them with a sheet so that he couldn't see their faces or something. It was definitely done afterwards. All of the mirrors in the house where your eyes just got so big when I said mirrors. <laughs> My eyes are watering right now. Yeah, mir- because mirrors are like some of the creepiest I know. objects I know. Like, I, on the planet. I absolutely hate mirrors. All of the mirrors in the house were found covered up with pieces of clothing that the killer found in their dressers and stuff. So he did not want to look at them. I, he didn't want to see them. He didn't even want to see like, himself. It seems like. I mean, why oh are, my god! Yeah, that's just a, a shiver just went down my entire spine. That's so yes. gross. Ew. So that's that's not fun. Creepy. Shit. An uneaten meal was found on the kitchen table, along with a bowl of bloody water. So... What the... I'm... Oh my god. He just casually murders this entire family and the two extra kids. A bowl of bloody water. And just cleaned... Yeah. Cleaned himself up a little bit afterwards. Potentially made a meal. Decided he wasn't hungry. And uh, moved on. Yeah. An uneaten meal. Uneaten meal. That's so crusty. Lastly, the axe itself, the actual murder weapon, was found partially wiped down. So he was kind of just like, "Mm, I'm just going to kind of like try and get rid of the evidence. What's the the point? There's no point. I don't know. I think he... So he left the freaking weapon and they still don't know who it is? It was later determined that that was the Moore's own axe. Like the family, the um, Joe Moore, the father. It was his uh. his axe from the barn. The barn is right next to the house. Oh, okay. So this guy did not bring his own weapon. He just showed up, found something. He, yes. Went on a murder spree and left. Yes. So in one of the videos that I watched that was a paranormal investigation that was going on, these guys actually stayed in the house and, you know, um, did some interviews and stuff. And I'll, I'll reference them a little bit later. But he, going through the house, which the um, the caretaker was kind of giving them the tour of the house and everything. And whenever you go up the stairs, they creak. Like, okay, you've been in my townhome. Yeah. The stairs creak real bad. And it's uh-huh. it was a brand new home. So imagine trying to go up those stairs, like, without anybody hearing you. And this is also, you know, 1912, so you're not going to have the insulation that you have today. Yeah. In the walls and such. Clunky boots. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's believed that he was hiding in the attic. Um, like, he was already there. Oh, my God. And there were two, there was actually two cigarette buds found in the attic. 
<gasps> so oh my gosh. and you kind of it's kind of hard to explain you kind of you just have to watch one of these videos or actually see the uh the tour see photos of it so you can kind of maneuver around so the house. like went in the house when they weren't home seems like it yes they were out that that night at church Aww. which is yeah uh they were out at church doing like a, a children's program or something like that so if this person was hiding in the attic he had that time people back then they did not lock their doors you know it's a completely different time you trust your neighbors you're all buddy buddy and um he could have just walked in and gone upstairs hid in the attic nobody really has a reason to go in the attic on a sunday evening no i don't check because they got back i'm pretty sure they got back pretty late around 9 30 or something like that um and well (laughs) Y'all, can you tell that she's a mom? Y'all, I have a one-year-old. Nine thirty is late, late, like nine, like nine thirty. That wow. Half the population out there would agree with me that nine thirty uh, is is, and the other half would agree that nine thirty is just the start. Of okay, the, well there you just go. The beginning of the evening. That just shows Ooh. how polar opposite we are. Yeah. So he could have easily. The killer could have easily slipped in while they were at church doing their thing that night and just hid out in the attic. And then that's how he was able to... He was already on the second floor. All of the... If if he was already hiding in the attic, he would have already been accessible to all... Almost all the family members. Uh-huh. Uh, all of the Moors, all six of the Moors slept upstairs. Like I said earlier, yeah. the, the two friends were asleep downstairs. So that's everything about that horrific crime that I'm willing to share. There are other podcasts, there's books and everything. If you want to go into further detail and do a deep dive into exactly everything that went down, that's all I want to speak on. I am going to tell you just briefly that there were three main suspects. Mm. And each each of them really have their own motive. Almost each of them, there's a good argument for each of them, and there's a good argument for ah no, it can't be him. It needs to be this person. So every there's there's three main parties um, of people that think this person for sure did it. This person, this person. So it's pretty interesting. The first is a good old Reverend Reverend George oh. Kelly. Uh, this man had a history of mental illness. Oh dear. He boarded a train leaving Villisca. Early in the morning on June 10th. That's suspicious. These murders were, are, are believed to have happened sometime between midnight and about 5 a.m. on June 10th. So, Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Oh, I just hit the microphone. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Okay. If you know, you know. So, he leaves. He just leaves. Leaves town around, um, I believe, 5.30 or 6 a.m. So, this is hours after... These murders went down. He leaves and allegedly told people on the train that he left eight dead souls back in Villisca. That has not been confirmed. You, again, this happened. Yeah, I was about oh. to say, that's the most like incriminating. Uh-huh. Oh, no, it gets better. It, uh... get, it gets just, just you wait, mm-hmm. sis. Okay. 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 So he supposedly, he allegedly says that. Then he confesses to the crime. He's like, yeah, I did it. So- was I so sorry? Why that? Why is it unsolved? Uh, he was so he confessed to the crime, which right before his trial or or right when his trial started, he recanted his confession. 
Uh, he was trying. So he just magically he, disappears. Yeah, from the there's case. There, you know, some people will say that police coerced him into a confession. Um, you know, there, there's there's lots of different speculation mm-hmm. on that. He actually was tried for the murders, but it was a hung jury. Because he's a reverend? Yeah, I don't know. Same thing as, like, rich people and celebrities when they get charged with things. It just, like, magically disappears. Maybe. I didn't dive deep into the trial. I just know that he was tried and... He was was tried twice and both times it... (sighs) That's so annoying. Yeah. So, that's the rev. That's suspect number... Numero uno. Uh, Number two. Frank... Frank Jones, the mm. state senator who was a business rival of Joe Moore's, the father. Oh, okay. There was also a rumor going around that Joe was having an affair with the senator's daughter. So that's something to just ponder and go, mm, maybe, maybe there's something there. Mm. The people that believe he is responsible, or believe that he was the one responsible, think that he hired a hitman named William Mansfield. So they, like... The senator may have done it, but he didn't get his hands dirty. He would have hired somebody, is what these people are saying. Uh-huh. William Mansfield, at the time, was believed to be a serial killer. Responsible. Oh, yeah, no. Lovely. Ain't no thing. Uh, responsible for the axe murders. Yes, axe murders of his own wife, infant child, and in-laws. Oh. As well as a few other axe murders, whose crime scenes looked very familiar to the Moore's home. The mirror thing was uh, evident in a couple of these these murders, these other axe murders, which you wouldn't believe how many axe murders went down at this time. It was... Ho- it's a popular choice of weapon. It was horrifying how many people chose that weapon. So he... It was believed that he was the serial killer that was... Uh, that had committed um, a couple other murders at this time. A grand jury investigation was opened because this one investigator was like, he's, yo, like, we got our guy. It's him. Uh-huh. But he ended up having an alibi Ugh. that he was in, I believe. The he... damn alibi! Yeah, yeah. He was in an Illinois, I believe, at the time. The other I so... state. Are there only two I states? I don't know. I'd have to go through the whole song to... No, I can't. I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I cannot hear I can't that song. I can't just start in the middle of this song to It doesn't that. matter. He wasn't in town. Okay. He wasn't... No. Don't... Do not go through I only the... know... I, I can only start at Iowa. <laughs> I can't okay. stop. Well, that's where we are. So let's okay. get back to Iowa. Hitman. William Mansfield. Pretty much a dead end on that one. So the senator who was, ba- who was suspect number two is kind of... Yeah, dead end. The suspect number three was another serial killer who uh, oh. they believe it was a man named Henry Moore. Absolutely no connection to Joe and Sarah Moore. Just happened Just to have the same. Just a rando who wanted... Yep. Oh, oh, they had the same last name. They had the same last name, yes. Uh, um, remember, it's the Moores who... Are yes. you... Okay. This man had already been convicted of killing his mother... And grandmother, a few months after the Velisca murders, coincidentally, with an axe. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. One investigator at that time was pretty much convinced that Moore was a serial killer, serial killer, responsible for 22 other axe murderers across the country. 
He was never charged for this particular crime, but he did spend 36 years in prison for... Other crimes. For that murder of his mother and grandmother. That I just... That I mentioned. Okay. Those are our three main suspects. So all dark people, all not great. This is a clue situation. That's why it's so fascinating. Who did it with the rope? In the library. It is a game. It is a game of Clue. We've pretty got much. the weapon. And we've, we've got, got the suspects. We've got the suspects. And we've got the room. Yeah. We just don't All the rooms that happen in all the rooms. But that's why so many people are drawn to this house. Not even, not just paranormal investigators. Like detectives. People who want to solve the case. And some believe that they have solved it. Go and want to stay at the house or take a tour and kind of walk the house. Because when you're walking the house, you get a whole different feel for everything that's been described. And you're actually seeing everything. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the movement. And the, you know, the homes are smaller and everything. So it's just interesting. The path they probably could have taken. and Yeah. And one last horrible detail that I will share is that uh, it. some sources said that he was believed that the killer was believed to be short because there were acts like indentions in the ceiling from them. This person swinging the axe straight up in the air for momentum and bringing it down. So picture, picture you're holding an axe, you're holding an axe and you're throwing it behind you. Like you're, you're throwing your hands up straight in the air, Uh holding it so that you can bring it down with the most amount of force and momentum. Yeah. But if he was short, how would he hit the ceiling? Oh, were ceilings just shorter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ceilings. Yeah. They're not very tall. Um, so I, I saw one source that said. We have a short king on our hands. What? Short, like short king, like. You don't make fun of people for being shorter, so you see, like, because guys Okay, are, you lost me. <laughs> guys are a lot of times insecure about being shorter, so we call them short kings because... Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for teaching me something. Is that on the TikTok? La 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 la. The more you know. Yeah. You're so lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm focused, man. The amount of Instagram reels you send me and you're still this behind I know. <laughs> in media. Okay. I'm old. Sorry. I know. Just shy of 30. But that's why the Reverend was such a strong suspect because he was 5'2". So he would have been a, a really good height for swinging the axe up. In this video that I mentioned earlier about the, the paranormal investigators getting in there and kind of doing interviews... When the caretaker is giving a tour of the house, you it pan the video pans up to the ceiling and you can see the indentions. Some of the indentions yeah. that they've tried patching over, you can see it. I just picture someone with so much gusto. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it took anger. It took craziness, oh my anger. Gosh. All and all how the many blows each person. The only way mm-hmm. I'm figuring you can get that many blows on a person without the others realizing. Or, like, coming to stop him. Because that's a mm-hmm. lot of people that could stop one person. So well, he had to have given, like, just a couple of blows to each person. And then I just picture him going back around. Just yeah. Just to make sure. Uh, so, I was going to say fun fact, but it's definitely not a fun fact. The parents were killed first. So he took out the two main threats that could that could stop him from killing everyone else. So he but took out the... But if they were killed... If there was one in, like, each room... Well, one of the rooms had four of the kids. They were, oh. like, the four kids were in one room. I mean, this is a small house. Oh. Yeah. The parents were in one room. The four kids were in one room. And, like, across from the parents, almost. And then the two friends were downstairs. 
So, yeah, parents were taken out first. Yeah, that's been kind of gone mm-hmm. over is how how did the kids not run out of the house or how how did like nobody hear blows per person mm-hmm. that takes some time oh, even yeah. if you've got a lot of aggression like yeah. up down with how high you have to re- that just that's mind-boggling mm-hmm. just thinking about how oh, i'm worked. sure it was time consuming and i there was evidence that he kind of like would walk around and then come back and there yeah like i don't want to get into (laughs) i don't want to get into super detail because it's yes it's just horrible and it's late okay at night right now and i don't want to think about it so that's everything that went down that i'm willing to discuss now we're gonna get into the ghosties okay which is what you've been waiting for if you've come to this podcast so this horrible eight souls were taken eight lives six fragile little minds, you know, fra- fra- uh, that's not what I want to say. What do I want to say? Six innocent Six innocents. Yes. Six innocent youths just gone. Naturally, there's going to be some dark shit that hangs around this house. Yeah. So we're going to start with the caretaker. Johnny. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> that was my stomach. Oh my gosh. That scared me. It was right when I said Johnny, even though Johnny's, like, alive and well. I was just like, she wants some ice cream. What's happening? Johnny is the caretaker. He's been the caretaker for over 20 years. So this man has been in and out of this house multiple times. He knows it up and down. Two decades of this house. Okay. He did not believe in ghosts or paranormal things until until he started spending time in this house. The really haunted places will turn any skeptic a believer. Mm -hmm. Because when you experience stuff for yourself, there's no explaining when you're in a house by yourself and all this, these kinds of things happen. One morning, he was cleaning and he clearly heard footsteps upstairs directly above him this you know again it's a smaller house it's an older house you can't mistake footsteps it's not like oh the house is settling no there's somebody up there so he gets mad thinking somebody had snuck in and so he goes upstairs ready to confront and kick this person out and there was nobody there he clearly he he even described it as a man he said he thought it was a man up there from how heavy the footsteps were Oh, wow. And there was, there was no one up there. There's no way out of the house other than coming down the stairs. So if somebody was in the house, he would have had to pass Johnny. No one was there. One of the guys that was asking Johnny about some of the things he's experienced asked him what his absolute scariest experience was in this house. He asked Johnny. He asked Johnny. Yes, the, Johnny the caretaker. So he says he goes in one night to fix one of the beds upstairs And he locks the door, of course, because, you know, it's at night. He said it was at night. He's locking the door so nobody comes in on him or anything like that. No randos. So he's in one of the bedrooms upstairs and he hears the front door open and close. Followed by footsteps all around downstairs. So good old Johnny starts thinking, (laughs) some kid. That really (laughs) freaked me out. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, you can't do that. It makes me think of the bunny when you were okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was. She used to do this thing where she would make this creepy ass bunny face, put her hands up like little T Rex hands, (laughs) and slowly follow me around the house as a kid. Like that, the anxiety of knowing that someone's coming after you, but they're not. They're not rushing because they know they're gonna catch you. 
the torment okay, but you gave me as a, as a the child. The way you're describing it, though, sounds funny. Like, <laughs> No, it doesn't. You're only laughing because you were the one that did it. You were in on the joke. To be fair, if I had seen any of the Halloween movies at that point, I absolutely would not have done that to you. Well, that's why I can't do zombie movies or zombie TV shows. I watched the first episode of Walking Dead and I said, I'm literally about to have a heart attack because just the, you know, the inevitable, like, you know, they're going to catch you. You can run as fast as you want. Are you saying that I caused your anxiety in that? I know you contributed to (laughs) it. I'm sorry, sister. I was young. (laughs) So many years later, I finally get apology. (laughs) I've apologized before. No, you haven't. It's an older si- sibling's duty to. No, it's not. <laughs> you don't have to do that. So, Johnny. Okay. <laughs> Changing the subject already. So, Johnny. So he. I won't do the laugh again. I'm sorry. I thought it was just funny. So he he hears this person come in and walk around, and he's thinking, "Yeah, I'm about to scare the shit out of this kid who just thinks he can come barging in this house." On a Friday evening at 10 p.m. And hey, it's, they, it's Friday. It's 10 p.m. Holy it's shit. 10, it's 10.01 p.m. No. Okay. I'm oh, not, that's weird. I'm not even, I don't, okay. I don't know if Johnny was at this house at 10 p.m. though. Like maybe I just saw the time and like subconsciously said that. But it was a Friday night. He did say it was a Friday night. So he's thinking... That he's about to scare the shit out of this kid. And he's like, this is going to be a grand old time. They going to learn today. So when he... will you learn? He... Don't know. Is that a, is that a TikTok? It's a... <laughs> it's this kid with a turtle backpack. And he's really upset on YouTube. And he says, when will they learn? You that have to show me. have consequences. Nope. Does not ring a bell. Those in... It, okay. I'll show you later. So this man hides in the bedroom closet upstairs. Johnny. Johnny. Okay. Yes. About to, like, have his revenge on this intruder. So he hides in the closet and hears this person coming up the stairs and starts walking around the, the room that Johnny is in. Ooh. So he can he can literally hear the bottom bottom of the footsteps. He said oh. he could actually feel the floor. You know, you can feel, like, yeah. the pressure. You can feel Especially that. Especially um, floor like The vibration, that. almost, I guess is yeah. what I want to say. You can feel that. So he feels it in the floor. He's super psyched. He's about to bust this person. He kicks the closet door open and goes, ah! Something like just, that. Or, just like that? Or, no, he goes, ah! That, I like that one better. Oh, my gosh. Did I? Hold on, let me hold on. Okay. I'm almost done. So he goes, ah! To scare the absolute shit out of this person and there's nothing there he said no one was there and he literally stood there frozen for a good few minutes because he was so terrified and he did not come back to the house for three days i would not either you think that oh that just gave me chills too because you think that you're about to pull like this ultimate prank and scare the kid the shit out of this kid that or kids you know that are coming in on a weekend night Trying to, like, stir up some trouble and there you clearly hear footsteps. You feel a presence in there that is feet away from you through a door and you open the door and no one's there. Nar. <clears throat> oh, I was going to tell you, your ah reminded me of, um, I woke mom up whenever she was visiting the last few days. Mm-hmm. I had a dream that I was chasing a burglar out of my house. <laughs> 
And I talk in my sleep sometimes. It's and all you the know, true crime and yeah, <laughs> researching. No, I, well, you know how in your dreams you feel like you can't scream? Mm-hmm. I guess, I think it, I vaguely remember it was like that, but I actually got it out. <laughs> and so Good I screamed. Good for you. I never get it out. I know. No, I screamed and mom was already awake and she, she was scared half to death. She thought I like... I don't know, hit, uh, like, yeah, hurt myself that, or something. Like, yeah, that would fell. scare the shit out of me. She came in. She came back in here from the bathroom, and I was just sound asleep in bed still. Do you? But do, I yelled. You do just, scary things in your sleep. Ah. Nope. Yeah. So that's that. That he's described that as Johnny described that as his scariest experience in the house. A few other fun little things he's experienced include a shadow figure. That he's seen multiple times. Mm-mm. Every single door in the home open and slam on its own. Oof. Objects moving. Rocking chairs rock. You would never find a rocking chair in my house. And full never. on conversations on the second floor. Oh. Which I have stories of things that I've experienced where I've heard yeah, full on we'll conversations. Get back, we'll get back to... Another episode. We'll do like a like a growing up in a haunted house series or something like part two, part three or something like that where we can bring yeah. up stories. But yeah, that's not fun when you hear that. So seeing and hearing things are definitely not the only way that you know one can experience the paranormal. Uh-huh. Feeling a heaviness, sickness, yeah. just something like sh- something's dark, something's just not right is another common thing that happens in this house. Uh, so he ter- he termed it a paranormal hangover, which I thought was really clever and really yeah. That's a good way to describe. Yeah, it. it's really accurate. I mean, I've never experienced it before, but based on what you hear, no, I like that's pretty... I would say I've experienced that one time because he also described it as kind Wait, of being what? half drunk. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it um, at some point. But that's yeah, that's the other thing. So not only has this man seen, felt, you know, heard things, you know, he's he's left being physically ill. Um, because, you know, t- 20 years being the caretaker, you're you're going to have some stuff probably want to attach to you. Yeah. Because it sees you keep coming back. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Grass. So that's good old Johnny. The video that I have been referencing a couple of times in this episode was um, a YouTube kind of uh, paranormal investigation. It's these guys that go and... I only watched this one video of theirs, but they do, they'll stay the night if if a place allows you to stay the night and they do their own um, paranormal investigation, interviews and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to look them up, they're called Sam and Colby on YouTube. Huh. Um, it's pretty cool. I, it was actually really fascinating to watch, very documentary style. Um, and they have all the equipment, the EVPs, the REM pods, all that fun stuff. So 2021, these guys go to this house to do their own investigation and brave staying the night. And they took two other friends with them. One of those guys that they took with them is a distant cousin of Lizzie Borden. Oh. Another axe murderer. Lizzie Borden had an Oh, please don't. Gave her mother 40 Please months. don't. Don't finish it. There's a musical about that. I know. If anyone wants to listen to it, it's actually pretty good. It's a rock musical. I auditioned, hey. I auditioned for it once, but I didn't get cast. They were missing I'm not out. Bitter. They're missing out on some serious talent. I'm I'm not better. <laughs> I think you're better. So these guys, these four guys, 
They said when they first entered the house, they felt a little creeped out and almost like an oppression came over them, which is that heaviness, that sickness, that kind of sick feeling that I was talking about. So these, he found these people, people that stay the night will leave reviews almost, or they'll write notes and uh-huh. leave them kind of like a guest book in an Airbnb. You're kind of, oh, you're, you're signing. Oh, cool. Yeah. You're telling about your experience or if you had one or anything like that. I really like that. So they found a few and they read a couple, a a few of them, a lot of them said that they did not experience anything, which you don't know if those are people that actually stayed the night or if they just kind of did a nightly tour and they Uh didn't, or if they're just, they're skeptics or if something just like wasn't happening that night. I mean, there's nothing to say that a haunted location is going to have activity every single all day, every day or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, because even the most haunted places in the world, they're not going to... Even ghosts got to take a break. That's not how it works. They got to take a day off. We don't know how it works, but I know that's not how it works. Nope. So yeah, a lot of them said nothing really happened. Like, not really interesting. But a few people either saw, heard, or felt things during their stay. Some said that they could just feel that something was there while others actually got scratched or physically messed no. with to the point where they had visible marks oh, on their those bodies. Those are the worst ones. I hate the episodes of like, Ghost Avengers and stuff where mm. people have back scratches. Yeah, it almost looks like burns. Um Ooh. There is a board at the house. There's like a bulletin board that people will leave pictures that they've taken on their cell phones or they'll they'll mail in, you know, pictures that they took where they think they see something, an orb or a figure. Okay. And there's pictures of people's backs with scratches and burns and stuff like that that's on this board. And you can see all this uh, this physical evidence that people had in the home. So once... One specific story was from a woman who was recording EVPs because, like I said, this is a really popular destination, a really popular place for amateur, professional, all kinds of people to want to investigate it. So you can bring in all your own equipment and do your own investigation. So this one woman brings in, you know, all the equipment. She's recording EVPs with her daughters, you know, just hanging out in the house, like trying to catch some ghosts on, on film. And her daughters are upstairs in the kids' room. Asking if anybody wants to play. They clearly catch... (laughs) They clearly caught a little girl's voice saying, Please come back. Uh, I don't want to. That same family... Which I don't even know what that means, but I don't like it. That same family later saw one of the balls move in the room because there's a couple of balls there's like there's kids toys and stuff up in the kids room because you know for that particular reason they see a ball move in the room so they asked who moved the ball yo who did this who moved this ball the response was a child saying I did. Ew, that just gave me chills the way I said that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was really creepy. I'm so My sorry. eyes are watering. I'm sorry. I'm really hot. I have a blanket on. I'm going to take it off. I turned off the AC so it wouldn't be humming. <laughs> Pause. I'm going to take this blanket off. A separate visitor said that he was reading his Bible out loud in the house. Don't know, you know, if he was doing that trying to invoke something or if he was just chilling reading his Bible. He w- he was recording, though. He was trying to record EVP, so I'm assuming he was a researcher. Yeah. So he's reading his Bible out loud when he catches an EVP saying, pray. So you're okay. like, okay, yeah, like I'm reading the Bible. A spiritual king. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I get you. I will pray. So he says, do you want me to pray? To which a female voice says, you should. 
I don't even have anything to say about that because it's just so not okay. I don't like the way that you're saying these things. And it's, how me, I'm, it's how I'm imagining these people look, are writing well, them. And you're looking me in the eye. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like it. I won't give you eye contact for the like rest it, of this. I don't like it, So these, these YouTube guys that are, you know, reading some of these stories out loud stayed overnight in the house and investigated with tons of equipment that they brought in. They had this really creepy device that I've never seen on any ghost show. And it was it was this device that is almost like a REM pod where if there's energy in front of it, it's going to go off. But it was a freaking music box sound. So if something oh. goes in front of it, you just start hearing this music box playing and it just, no, it's not okay. That but was so not they, a good idea. No. So they have, you know, all the, the cameras, all the equipment and everything. And they're catching a lot of activity, all the REM pods going off, you know, beep, 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 like, yeah, we're here, like, you know, like, what's up, what are you doing? So... Just like that? Yes. So all the ghosts are making themselves known, like, what's up? Uh, Then they get nothing for a while. They're just recording absolute nothingness, which, imagine how much footage in a paranormal investigation is actually just nothing. You're not going to catch stuff going on 24 hours or even throughout the whole night. That's just not realistic. So they Pretty kept, boring. Yeah, so they're just like. constantly asking questions. They get nothing for a while. They start asking questions in the kids' room. And they're, you know, they have stuff at every corner of the room, you know, trying to pick up things. They're just not getting anything. So they ask, do you want us to leave? And the rim pods immediately start going crazy. <gasps> Bye. <laughs> I'm done. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. I will not be back. <laughs> I will not even. I wouldn't even go back to Iowa. Like, sorry, so they Iowa. They were just annoyed. They were like, they were like, we leave us the f alone. Like, Ew. get, get, stop out. making eye contact with <laughs> me. What am I supposed to do? You want me to look at You're your creepy. squish mellows? And- You're creepy as hell. I don't think you understand. <laughs> don't say thank you. I'm not gonna say thank you. That's not a compliment. You looked like you were about to be flattered. I was flabbergasted. I didn't know what to say. (laughs) I didn't know what to say. So I'm going to just leave that be. Those are some of the the personal accounts. You know, this particular paranormal investigation that I watched that, again, was pretty fascinating and everything. The, The... Rim pods and the EVPs and stuff. Rim, I don't really know how I feel about things beeping, you know, and going off, you know, from the energy. But when you clearly get EVPs saying the things that the children said and like that yeah. woman's, that's I'm leaving. I'm praying. I'm immediately going to a church. I'm cl- I'm bathing in sage. Can you bathe in sage? Uh, I mean, you could like grind it up to a powder, boom, and then put it in a bathtub. Bathtub full of sage. That's where I'm going. So. I guess. Uh, I'm gonna leave you with this last account. So the the YouTube guys that did the investigation that was in 2021. This happened in 2014, but I had to leave it for the end because it's just that messed up. Oh, don't do this to me. It's a, it's gonna be very brief. Okay. okay. Just just so you can know the darkness. Don't look at me. Okay. I won't, okay. Not looking at you. I will look at your squishmallows. <laughs> Squishmallow Mountain over there. November seventh, two thousand fourteen. A paranormal investigation. Scorpio season. Yeah, 
a paranormal investigator, and I believe his parents, some sources said it was companions, and then others said that it was his family, because they were all into the um, investigation. Like, all they all did kind of ghost paranormal investigations and whatnot, so I'm going to say that it was his family. They were all staying in the house doing a full-on investigation. I believe each of them were in a different room, you know, with their EVPs and whatnot. It's 12.45 a.m. He's in a room by himself when suddenly he screams out in terror. He was found. He's alive. Okay, so he wasn't found dead. But he had his parents came, his companions, whoever came and found him in the room. And he had a stab wound to the the chest. Wait, Wait, so someone killed him? He No, he's alive. So he, they came in there, he screams. So at 12.45 a.m., ah, he screams. They come in there. He has a critical stab wound to the chest from an oh un- God. unknown object. It was never named what There's the object no- was. I don't know if they even found an object. I don't know. I, that, That's I couldn't. so messed up. I could oh not find God. that detail. Uh, so he is, you know, the cops were immediately called. The owner, you know, was um, called and everything. Nothing like that had ever happened. Ever. Mm. You know, all the, all the creepy shit, all that if stuff had, had been died, recorded. If he had died, then he would have been another... Yeah, he um, would have been attached to that place. Well, he would have been another... Like the, the Bell Witch, he would have been another um, death attributed to a supernatural uh, being. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that the police determined it was self-inflicted. You're kidding. No. But they don't have a they don't have a, a weapon. I don't. I couldn't find that detail. It just said that he stabbed himself in the chest with an unknown object, and he was hospitalized for a bit. But he, hmm. I see the wheels turning. What are you thinking? I don't know because there are people that are crazy enough to be so obsessed with something. They want something to be so real that someone would stab themselves in the chest. It was a critical wound. Like he was hospitalized. Like he I know. I'm I'm somewhere in the middle because there are people that crazy. Like there there literally are there are psychos out there. Like what if he was someone that was so obsessed with the case and everything? Then he finally got his chance to go there and nothing was happening and he felt like it was wasting his chance and he had to do something big to make it worthwhile. That's a theory. And that's not, I, like, I'm not no- normally a skeptic, but I don't know. Like, you listen to some true crime podcast, you you hear about the crazies. I don't know. I mean, it's not like it was a fan that was just like, oh, let's get some equipment and let's go stay in this house and see if we get anything. I mean, they were a family of paranormal investigators. So if you're yeah. a paranormal investigator. Well, I know. And that's why there's a lot riding on it. So if you but you're going to also nothing, you're also going to be used to disappointment. You're going to be used to hours and hours of nothing happening. And it was 1245 a.m. It was early. Yeah. It was super early. If I'm a paranormal investigator, I'm at least waiting until 3 a.m. The witching hour when all the the creepy creepers come out. Like, no, I'm I'm not mm. I'm not going to waste my. Let me also tell you, it costs $428 a night to stay in this place. So, wow. Are you really going to, you know, mess all that up just for a story, just for like some attention or something like that so early in the eve, like so early into the investigation? Well, if he if he didn't self-inflict it. I mean, he did. I mean, That's what they said. They said that there was no foul play to be determined, like there was no sign that anybody you know, snuck into the house and, like, did it to him, basically. 
Are police just not allowed to... I mean, they leave cases unsolved. Why can't they leave, like, abuse cases unsolved? If it was someone definitely, like, abused him in the way of stuff. I mean, I mean, again, there was... There Assaulted was no, him, that's what There I was no... If someone, if someone did it... Can they not just say that they just don't know? They said it was self-inflicted. Like, it was 100% determined to be self-inflicted. It wasn't a... Oh, like, some, it, it's possible somebody could have gotten in here or, or, you know, he was on the second floor, too. Like, he was upstairs. Okay. There's not... I don't know. That's that's tricky. To me, when I heard that, which there's not a ton of information. I mean, there's, like, a oh. bunch of news articles when that first happened. Another another theory. It was self-inflicted, but he was possessed. That, okay, see, that's where my mind went, was I was thinking mm-hmm. nothing just, has happened. It just came to me. That's where I was expecting you to get five minutes ago. Okay, well... Give me some time. It's it's like ten thirty. I have night. thrown I have thrown a lot at you too. A lot of horrible stuff. I got work in the morning. <clears> okay, <throat> but that's where I my mind immediately went because the owner was horrified because she's like, "There's nothing like this that has ever happened." Like I don't know why why you know someone would want to stab themselves. In my mind, I'm immediately thinking, "What if the stuff that his the 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 murders alone and the." Hundreds, the countless people who have gone in there treating it like a tourist attraction, wanting to, you know, pay this crazy amount of money to stay there. Also, it's $428 a night with no running water or electricity. Wow. The barn right next to it has electricity and water, but the house itself doesn't. So you're just straight roughing it. Like, you're bringing a sleeping bag, you're sleeping on the floor if you do sleep. And, yeah. Ooh, so that does not sound fun. Either way, not a ton okay, of information about so that. I just found... possession. That's, yes, that's, I don't know. That's that's the first place that my that's mind went. Because I'm thinking all of this dark shit has been building for over a century. And it, it they just. They just don't want people there. So they're. I don't know. Message. It could have been, it could have been the wrong person. You know, he could have been, he could have been scared shitless. And he was just the perfect victim that yeah. this, you know, whatever, this dark uh, figure that has been seen, the shadowy figure, you know, like there's some theories that the actual murderer like his energy his spirit is attached to the house yikes i'm gonna end that with saying you can uh i'm not gonna like list the webs that they don't advertise that you can stay there or anything like that it's just all word of mouth because it's so popular so you can go google it if you want to stay there shell out that 428 dollars just know that you're probably not going to be sleeping or if you do sleep you're going to be sleeping on a sleeping bag on the floor because you don't who would want to stay in one of those beds i don't even think they allow that in one of the beds that this, probably not no They're um, probably infested with bugs it, <laughs> it's taken care of there's a caretaker johnny johnny takes care but I went with, even if it was in pristine condition, I'm, you could not pay me enough money to sleep in a bed where people were bludgeoned to death in their faces. So if you'd like to go stay there, you can. It's pretty booked up. I looked at their calendar. All of the popular holidays, wow. all of Halloween, you know, all that stuff. Like it's, it's pretty booked up. People, it's a, it's a popular place. So popular. <laughs> I knew you were going to go Moira with it. People love to stay at haunted places. (laughs) You do that so good. It's spooky. So that's the Velisca Axe murder house with all of the details that I was willing to share. I would be willing to visit the house. I've never been to Iowa. So no, you're shaking your head. 
No, thank no. you. No. I think I would be willing to visit it during the day, which th- the board that I mentioned with the photos and stuff like that, the scratches and the apparitions and stuff, a lot of those scratches that happen on those people happen during the day, during day tours. Ooh. The spookies don't just come out at night, y'all. No. They there all the time. 24-7. Well, if you're stuck in purgatory, oh, God, there's no just... day or night for them. Day or night. The lonely lonely. <laughs> Kid Cudi, y'all. That is Kid Cudi, right? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. So I would go, I would personally go during a day tour. Just, you know, real quick. I would want to see the layout, form my own opinion, you know, actually being there. And then I'm out. I do not want the keys. I do not want to stay there. No, thank you. That's the Velisca X do. If you, like I said, there's tons of other details. If you want to read into it, I highly suggest against that because it's not we fun. To- All right. Well, that was quite spooky and a bit too much eye contact for my liking. For well, this, I'm tr- for this introvert. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm seeing how you're reacting to things and what your opinions are going to be. I'm yeah, sorry. But your eyes are so intense. I just can't. It's an intense story. How do you want me to tell it? You want me to smile? No. Okay. I won't look at you from now on. Well, you can look at me. Just don't, like, throw daggers at me from soul to soul. It was intense. I'm sorry. I apologize. So next week, next Monday, we will have, if you haven't figured out how this works yet, Erica shares all the urban legends, all of the fun urban legends. Right now she's doing one from every state or a couple from every state because there's tons of them out there, y'all. And I'm sharing ghost stories based on personal accounts, historical references, all that good stuff. So next week we will have, Erica's going to give us a couple of urban legends. Her request from my best friend, shout out to Tori Coker. Hello, Tori. We're going to do the next episode on Louisiana. Louisiana. Mostly focused on New Orleans. New Orleans, I knew New it. New Orleans. Yep, I think you said that last in last week's yep. episode. I said, I know it's ironic because I, she hadn't even listened to the episode yet, and and she, she requested, requested it. specifically a Nola episode. So, all right, that's what we're gonna be doing next Monday. We're taking y'all to New Orleans. I was gonna try to do a New Orleans like song joke, but. It's, too much I'm pressure. Too t- I'm too tired for that. It's late. Ben yeah. Ben gay? What'd you say? <laughs> ben gay? What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> like, ben yay. But I said ben yeah. What is ben yay? A ben... Oh my god. <laughs> you uncultured swine. <laughs> A ben yay. That's like one of the most popular things. To get in New Orleans, you've been there. Yeah, but I don't know. It's like the powdered, like, um, like pastry, like a donut thing. But they're. Mm. I'm oh. sure I had one. I just don't know. It's, oh, been, I dear. Went, it's been like a decade since My I went to New Orleans. My foodie soul is hurting right now. I was younger. I was uncultured. Okay. Okay. Well, say beignetia. Beignetia. There you go. Okay. So thanks for thanks for joining us for another week of spookiness. We'll see you next Monday. Yep, she didn't hold back with this one, so stay spooky.